thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your presence with us, Lord. Uh, even as we come and study your word and sit at the feet of Jesus, that living word, Lord, Holy Spirit, you have come to teach us and you are the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth. Let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power, that, Lord, you will, your word will, be, will go forth and accomplish what you purpose in the lives of your children here today, this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Hey, so yesterday we talked about, uh, shared about Jesus, all right, the miracles and the blessings in his uh, presence, all right, when Jesus was of us, definitely there is miracles, there, there is blessings, okay, because he's good, but Jesus is not just a uh, faith healer, right, he's not just a miracle worker, okay, and there are many around who are just miracle workers today, okay, and they can have some power, all right, to do some uh, healing and all that too, right, the devil has a, little, has a bit of that power, but Jesus is not just that, all right, because he is divine, these are things that will flow to him, but there's something else about Jesus, all right, and that's why we, besides knowing him, and uh, as a miracle worker, all right, as miracles and blessings that go through him, wealth, every area of our lives that he has redeemed us from, there's something about Jesus that the devil doesn't have, <laughs> okay? He doesn't have. And that is what we are learning in the developing of the hidden man of the heart. Because God's heart, Jesus, and the devil are totally two different persons, okay? One has an evil heart and one has a compassionate, the heart of God, right? The heart of agape love, heart of grace. That's why we need to develop this spirit man, okay? The miracles will happen as long as we believe. But very important to God is not just about miracles. Definitely, right? God's uh, here to uh, destroy the works. Jesus destroyed the works of the, the devil, all right? But... Remember, he's concerned also about us, all right? Living that life that he gave us, living in the character and the nature of God. You know, in 1 John, it says, how do you know the difference between uh, you and the unbeliever? All right? It is because of the nature when we love and the other one, it's not love. The devil can never love the way God loves. The devil may give some riches, can give some power, but at the end, he will destroy the person. But Jesus and God never. Okay? So there is a distinguish, how to distinguish between the child of God and as a child of the devil is the character inside that flows out. Hmm? not just looking at the miracles. Moses knew the way of God. The children of Israel only saw the works of God, the mighty acts, okay? So we will have both the mighty acts 
of God, all right, the blessings of God in our life, plus what the devil don't have or the unbeliever don't have. The hidden, the new creation, uh, born again, hidden man of the heart. All right. Hey, today is about what a beautiful woman you are. <laughs> okay. What a beautiful woman you are. Okay, now mind for guys, uh, Robert Lowe and uh, Piara, okay, you will see that it's not only a, it doesn't only apply to women, all right, as in gender, it also applies to men. Okay, as I, sh I show you the meaning of the Greek words here. Okay, always you know the Greek words and the Hebrew words are not like our English word. Okay, the, what we have, the Bible today, uh, is a translation of the original. A Bible that is written in Greek and Hebrew, and the Hebrew and Greek language is very rich. Okay, so one word like agap, uh, agap, uh, what is love? All right, which is translated in English has many, many different uh, meaning in uh, words in the uh, Greek. Okay, so you will see today what we have is translation. So let's I love to go back into the original sometimes to look at uh, what actually got has you know that what god is speaking to us and telling us about who we are in christ like last week we talked about the caillou all right man and woman of god okay so if you think only one word caillou means so many words if you all can still remember okay uh it is about yeah you are the warrior a lady warrior a man warrior mighty man of valor without with force with strength <coughs> Wisdom with virtue, right? All is in one word, Caillou. Okay, today we are going to see more into why is this so important to be beautiful? Okay. And are you all, you all like to be beautiful, ladies? <laughs> Any lady here doesn't like to be beautiful? Okay, beautiful both, right? Inside, outside. Yeah, we'll share today. Ah, Sarah is, Sarah is here. Okay, good. Venice, hi. Okay, let's look back at this scripture again. Then first Peter 3, 3 to 4. I think each time we go until this scripture goes inside your spirit already, right? Don't be concerned about the outward beauty or fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within, which in the, uh, is actually talking about the hidden man of the heart or the spirit man. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. So I touch, I'll touch on that. There will always be more and more revelation uh, that uh, Cheng Lan was sharing, right? This uh, quiet spirit, it means undisturbed. Okay? When everything else is, uh, everyone is panicking, you are undisturbed. You are peaceful, you are calm. This very rare to find, right? <laughs> Normally, everyone panic together, all panic, okay? Based on what we see with our five senses, all right? And what we hear and what our mind tells us, okay? So, but this hidden man of the heart, okay, has a quality that is beautiful, which is the gentle and quite gentle, quiet spirit is also humble, right? We talk about that humility in Moses, seeing for Moses' life, all right? <clears throat> okay, but today we're not going to go into that. Uh, in verse five to six, for in this manner, 
in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah. Okay, Sarah, mm, today is all about you. <laughs> Good that you are here. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Okay, later I will explain more. Okay, but the example given here of the hidden man, the beauty, all right, of the hidden man of the heart, where uh, Peter says that, you know, let it just not be the physical uh, outside adornment. I will tell you that is also very important. Okay, later on, when you see the, 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 the beauty of the inner, inner man, right? The outside person, beauty will also uh, be manifested. It's real, okay? The, the, these women, there's one key here is they trust in God, okay? So we can trust in our uh, outside beauty. We can trust in, you know, the clothes we wear or how we decorate ourselves or how much makeup we put up, put up, okay? But that is not the beauty, all right? That is really priceless, all right? Valuable in God's sight. And today I'll share, share with you, why is this beauty, what does this beauty do? Why do we need this to beautify our spirit? All right, our, our spirit man. Why do we need our spirit man to be beautiful? Okay. And then this word here, Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Okay. Whose daughters you are. So normally when you read the word daughter, we think it only applies for ladies, right? So let's see what the um, Greek word actually here that has been translated as daughter. Okay, trust is uh, put it uh, to, to, to trust in him, right? Okay, never mind. Daughters, I didn't give you the whole thing. You can check it out. Uh, it's the Greek word technon. And technon just means children. In fact, if you go look at it, in the whole uh, concordance, it means a male child. It's in the script, in the verses that uh, John 1, 12, right? That says, um, to as many as receive the Lord, he gave them the privilege to be sons of God or technon, children. So it doesn't mean daughter. So the translator put it daughter, probably to follow the, because they're talking about Sarah. So actually, Right, we all, it's the word technon, which means we are all children. Okay, so sons. So we are all sons. So there is no actually female in the Bible, right? <laughs> as in, so we are all referred to as sons of God, right? That's why we talk about our position in Christ as sonship. Hmm? So there's no male or female actually in God. But for the, for the time being, while we are still on earth, there is. So the translator translated technon in this context as daughters. So we always hear the word children of Abraham. Today we're going to hear about also part of it, children of Sarah. <laughs> Abraham and Sarah together, right? So you have a privilege to not only be a child of Abraham by faith, you're also a child of Sarah. Why is, uh, what significance and benefit do we have? Blessing. We know the blessing of being children of Abraham inherit this earth, right? Okay. All the blessings of uh, wealth, all right. And 
being made a blessing to others as well. So what about the blessing of being a son of Sarah? So it applies to you men as well, right? Lobelo <laughs> and Piara. Uh, uh, okay, when you understand properly the, the, uh, the, God's, the way God's intention and how, uh, what is in God's mind. So it's not only for ladies, okay? <clears throat> All right. The holy women of old were beautiful, right? The context, of course, was talking about uh, women. The women of old were beautiful before God that way and were good. So what was beautiful? They are quiet, they are meek spirit, right? They were um, as like Sarah, all right, obedient, all right, to her husband. Okay, and loyal wives to their husband, Sarah. Okay, for instance, taking care of Abraham. So we saw um, Joan taking care of Robert, right? <laughs> uh, would address him as my dear husband. So I don't know how Joan addressed uh, Robert. <laughs> local. Oh, local. <laughs> local, okay. Oh, 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 man, is it? <laughs> okay, so it is, uh, it's an endearment, all right? <clears throat> so don't worry if you don't have husband, right? you can put it as uh, Jesus as your husband. You don't have the physical one. You'll be true daughters of Sarah, all right? Or children of Sarah, all right? Sons of Sarah, if you do the same. You'll not be anxious, unanxious, and unintimidated. So, as a child of Sarah, there is no worries, <laughs> okay? And no fear, you will inherit that. The same goes for your husbands, okay? So then Peter talked to the husband as well. Be good husbands to your wives, honor them, delight in them. Yeah, sure, uh, Robert Lowe, all right? Uh, this uh, suit you, <laughs> fit you, okay? Your wife can testify to that. As women, they lack, and also Piara, right? As women, they lack some of your advantages, okay, which is the physical strength. Okay? But in the new life, ah, this is very beautiful, right? In the new life of God's grace, we are now no more uh, in the old covenant. We are now in grace. So when we are in grace, see, Jesus did a wonderful thing for women. Right? If ever who wants to love Jesus more, women will love him more. <laughs> right, because he actually reinstated us, right, to you know, men, not not Robert Lowe and not uh, Piara, okay, but you know, they always say it's because of the woman, ah, <laughs> Eve, Lo, uh, Eve, uh, Eve, yeah, <laughs> not this Eve, okay, all right, the Eve in the Garden of Eden, because of Eve, Lo, yeah, so when they fight, husband and wife fight, or you know, men and women fight, uh, they'll say, You are uh, you, women, right, listen to the devil, Lo. <laughs> okay, and then fell first, all right. So, men always blame the woman, right? It has been happening throughout all ages. And the devil put down the woman because of what happened. But Jesus came and he gave grace. He is grace personified right, in him. And he brought the woman up to equal status. Because all are new creation. <laughs> Don't have a, you know, a man new creation and a woman half creation. Okay, half new, all are new, brand new. Okay, all come from the newborn again spirit man. So Jesus elevated the woman to value and worth. All right, so 
in God's grace, you are equal, okay? Equal partners, equal co-heirs. We are all co-heirs. There's no uh, man and woman, uh, man inherit more, woman inherit less. <laughs> that is our custom, right? Our culture, terrible, okay? You see how the devil tried to rob the woman, right? That uh, in all our culture, especially Asian culture, right? Parents must give birth, uh, tell their children, you must give birth to son. <laughs> and then if you are a daughter, less inheritance go to you, right? If you are a boy, no matter how naughty you are, whatever, okay? The mothers go you a lot, beat you a lot. But when it comes to inheritance, you sure get a lot also. <laughs> More than the girl. For nothing. The, the, the daughter just get less because she's born a woman. That's all. So it's an unfair world, right? Which is all the work of the devil. But how wonderful is our Lord Jesus, okay? We don't have to, uh, in, in the kingdom of God, in his inheritance, we are all equal, okay? In the gifts, okay, he can give. So there are, men, remember last week we talked about mighty men of valor. There are also mighty women of valor, okay? So no more uh, discrimination, all right, in terms of uh, male or female. So that's why in heaven, there's no male or female. God is absolutely fair. But this experience can be manifested not only in heaven, on this earth. Okay, so we are all co-heirs. We are all uh, equal partners. Partners in the Lord, okay? Partners in receiving uh, the blessings of God. Okay? There is a place, all right, in the physical of husband and wife, okay, of submission and love. Okay, but I'm not going into that uh, this morning. So treat your wives then as equal so your prayers don't run aground or your prayers won't be uh, hindered. Okay, so this is a new covenant. Okay, so what is Sarah's strength? Since uh, this whole verse, all right, in First uh, Peter 3, verse 3 and 4, the first example that was given to illustrate about the hidden man of the heart is in the life of Sarah. All right, so Sarah must have some strength that uh, Peter commended her as her beauty, okay? So let's go back to Sarah's life a little bit, okay? So Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, message version for Ruth, okay? God told Abraham, Abram, leave your country, your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and bless you. I'll make you famous. You'll be a blessing. Also remember, we don't make ourselves famous, right? God will make us famous, not for our glory, but for his glory. Okay? That you will be a blessing. I'll bless you. Uh, those who bless you, I'll curse those who curse you. This is, we all talk about Abraham's blessing, right? And the families of the earth will be blessed through you. But I want to point out today, we're talking about Sarah, okay? Um, when God told Abraham, leave your country, your family, uh, and the wonderful thing is that God always showed us hmm, to a land that I will show you. So he already tells us ahead of time, okay? The promised land, the rest that he has given to us, Right, so he doesn't. There's no mystery that God said, Oh, Jesus died for you, and then you don't know what he died for you for, you don't know what are your blessings, you don't know he's hidden it from you. <laughs> no, no, all right, you always show to us the promised land, you always show to us 
all the blessings that he has, okay, for us, is for us to receive. Okay, now, look here. Abraham left. So, God told Abraham to leave. So, the first part is Abraham had to leave his country called, I think, Haran, right? And uh, Abraham left just as God said and Lord with him. Abraham was 75 years old. Okay, so I put the 75 so clearer in our visual. Okay, 75 years old. Anyone here? 75? Not yet, right? <laughs> Only uh, Madam Tang is in the, not yet, uh, still all young. Yeah. So Abraham, already older than all of us in physical age. Okay, and when he left Haran, Abraham, Abraham took his wife Sarai and his nephew Lot with him, along with all the possessions and people, and they had gotten in Haran and set out for the land of Canaan and arrived safe and sound. Abraham passed through the country at the time the Canaan came. What I want to show you here is Abraham took his wife. Now, doesn't talk anything about Sarai's reaction. Now, have you, any of you, ever left or ship house before? <laughs> How many times? Okay. <laughs> How many times they all shift house? Right? If Robert Lowe say, okay, Joan, come uh, for, for you two times. All right. Okay, Robert Lowe, right? In your whole life. Two times only. Three times. <laughs> okay. So you imagine, okay? Do you all like shifting house? Maybe one time is fine, uh, like uh, Daphne going to get married and then look excite excited to shift house. Probably that's the one time, all right, when you get married and you shift into your husband's house. So you settle down everything already, then your husband say, okay, let's shift. <laughs> because God say, let's leave. So you already put your pot there, you already put your, you know, kitchen nice, nice, you decorated everything already, you put everything, you know, or some even have a, uh, you know, done up the house, renovated everything. And then husband say, shift. Okay, maybe one time boleh tahan lah. But after that, shift again and shift and shift and shift and shift. <laughs> what happened to you? You will always make noise, right? As the lady, because most of the time, all right, you have to do the packing, the unpacking. It's very inconvenient, especially if you are working. Okay, let me tell you, right? For me, I shifted more than... I think 20 times <laughs> in my whole life. First, the one don't count that I stay in my parents' house. The moment I come to KL, okay, uh, stay first in a room, from room to room to room. And then after that, I got married to a pastor. And that's when more and more shifting take place. Because each time our church grow, we will shift. Okay, The first time after marriage, I shifted into a... a, a like a shop lot like that in Chiras, okay? And then because we needed that place for the service, uh, the hall, so we just stay in the room that is near to the hall. Not very nice place, but because of ministry, okay? So if you talk about KL, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, I have actually stayed almost every uh, area already. Chiras, Kopengo, TJ, Bangsa, what else? <laughs> Okay, now do you think I enjoy every time shifting? <laughs> okay, 
first for maybe beginning, not so bad. Rooms, not so bad. You just have one suitcase. After that, when you start to settle down, you end up have more and more things. And then there was one shifting that was four lorry loads of things. And every time I want to shift, it's because church move or church grow. Thunder. Okay. So, and then it will be like, I have to take, and I'm working, I'm not a housewife, okay, from day one, I was working, okay, uh, eight to five job or something like that, and then after that, ministry, so shifting will mean have to take lead and all that, and it was like, you know, a messy thing, so normally, if you go through that one, right, you will make a lot of noise, <laughs> Why shift? Uh, you know, cannot stay here, man. Cannot stay here long. Someone buy a house already, still shift one, you know. For my case, la. So, okay, I bought the house already. Okay, so call the renovation, color the uh, wall exactly what I like. Children, the son's room is this color. My bedroom is this color. The kitchen is different color. Nice kitchen cabinet. Everything do already. And then church grow, have to shift because. Of time, right? In Malay, I don't know Singapore. In KL, is like this. If you stay too far away, there's too much time spent on traveling because I have to go to work also. So I can imagine the time of going to work. Then after that, from work, go to ministry, go to the church, then church to the house, and then got the son to grow up and school, right? So to make it all convenient, the best is just shift. <laughs> but it is a horrible experience each time shifting. Okay. And then I'm still in the process of shifting. So probably they say I'm Mongolian Hmong. So Mongolians are nomads. <laughs> so they shift all the time. But I can tell you it's a very, uh, not a pleasant experience. All right. So, so most of the time, I don't know how, how much you can tahan or you can bear. One shifting, two shifting, three shifting. Mine was at least 20 over shifting. <laughs> Until like, I still don't know where I go, right? But God is good. So what happened here in Sarah's uh, life? This is something we never see. Okay? But we always read. Da, 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 da. Okay, husband say go, then go. Go lah, right? She. So at 75 years old, maybe when you are 18 years old or 20 something years old, she think it's not too bad or so. <laughs> you still got a lot of energy, right? 30, 40 years old, still very strong. Huh? Like Catherine, very, very strong one. She, you know, super strong one, woman. Okay, but when you are 75, and you know how old is Sarah? Anyone? Scholar, Bible scholar? When Abraham was 75, how old is, how old was Sarah? 74. <laughs> no lah, that one is you and Jonah. <laughs> so for Abraham and Sarah, Sarah was 10 years younger. Okay, it's in the Bible. After the verses will show you that Sarah was 10 years younger. But even 10 years younger is 65. Mm, so many near me, right? <laughs> okay. So 60, normally people at 60 over already, uh, the body already... Uh, wind down, <laughs> you will feel more tired than a 20 years person or 30 years old person or 40 years old person. Definitely, okay? The body wind down, okay? okay? But at 65 years old, Sarah had to do a big shifting and then don't know where they are going also, <laughs> okay? Because the husband just said, God, tell me, move. And they move everything, okay? Th those days, I think even worse, right, than us. At least here, we, got, we can hire the lorry, you know, or... Uh, those days for me, or right, we never hired 
hired any uh, professional uh, shifters. Okay, but today you have, if you got money, you just employ them. They will pack up everything for you. So those days we do with our own hands. Okay, but look at Sarah. Uh, this is one of the pictures, right? So she probably have a lot of things to do, right? As the, 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 the woman of the house, right? As Abraham's wife. Okay, at 65 years old, Okay, they are normal like us. Okay, at <laughs> that time they, they, is, they are not like uh, the time of uh, Adam and all that. You know, they live two thousand years old. So at sixty five, she's supposed to have a yeah, normal like us. Okay, so she was preparing for shifting. I never hear any sound from her. Okay, she just it just know that Abraham told her go shift. But you see, you can you imagine now the process of shifting, correct? For some of you have never experienced, you may not know. Okay, some of you have experienced once, twice. Okay? And then for me, I have experienced, as I said, 20 over times. Then the whole congregation of the children of Israel, okay, normal would be what? The children of Israel look into Exodus. They complain against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. That time they also had to leave, right? Egypt. So they also had to do a lot of packing. Take up everything and move, okay? Because God said, go to the promised land. And the children of Israel do what? One of the things we always hear about children of Israel is they always complain and murmur. <laughs> why, why, you know? And the children of Israel said to them, oh, had we died by the, you know, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, what we said, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we are bred to the food, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly. You know, sometimes after shifting, right, you will say, ah, oh, I should have stayed there, lah. they're better, lah. they save more time. Lah. You know, why shift here? You know, now my favorite uh, restaurant no more already, very far to go, you know. So we have a lot of murmuring, we have a lot of complaints normally, right? But Sarah, nothing, okay? Quiet, never hear her say anything. Never heard her. Then, oh, <laughs> this is about complaining, right? Proverbs, uh, King Solomon, right? It's better to live alone in a corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. <laughs> okay, so, okay, vice versa. Huh? <laughs> now, yeah, equal. So, it's not only the, the women neck, right? Can be men also can. Okay, so we, we all don't want to be neck, right? We don't want to have someone, everything, okay? nobody likes it. Okay. And that was one of the qualities of Sarah, one of her strength. Okay, where you she's there was no mention of her, no matter how troublesome it is. All right, she just followed. Okay, the husband. So what is Sarah's strength? All right, she has that quiet, that gentle spirit, obedient. All right, humble and no complaint. Hmm. So this is one of the beauty of the hidden man of the heart that Sarah has, okay? That God commended her, right? If despite whatever you have to go through. So this is just one example, right? So there may be a lot of things that you have to go through, okay? But can we only, when we have this new spirit man, hidden man of the heart, that we will go through the journey, even shift from place to place, even how difficult it may be to our physical body, all right, at 65 years old, all right, 
there is no complaint, not like the normal children of Israel. That was one of her strengths, okay, that God commended her. Okay, then let's move on. Then a famine came to the land. Abram went down to Egypt to live. Okay, so after they come out, then they went back to Egypt because there was a famine. It was a hard famine. And then again, you never see Sarah, never hear her talk anything like <laughs> Very interesting about this Sarah here. Okay, she don't say anything until later. Okay, and can you imagine Mohia go there, go out already now, go back to Egypt. <laughs> Ship again, no? And then at the time, they have to carry, take their purse, you know, no express uh, LRT or a car and all that. Okay. So it was, a, they drew near to Egypt. He said to his wife, Sarai, look, we both know that you are a beautiful woman. Okay, so husband and wife, you see, when you're beautiful, you know one, all right? You see, we both know. Do you see the uh, Abraham, Abraham? When the Egyptians see that they see you, so they're going back to Egypt, right? If an Egyptian see you are going down to Egypt, they, will, they are going to say, Aha, that's his wife, and they will kill me, but they'll let you live. And do me a favor, tell them you're my sister. Because of you, they'll welcome me and let me live. Huh, Joan, if your husband Robert tell you like that, <laughs> what you do to him? Slaughter. <laughs> yeah, 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 slaughter him, right? And then make soup. Okay, so okay, imagine this husband, Abraham, who is supposed to be our spiritual father, the a father of many, okay, who is lah. Look at what nonsense is he, you know. He just care for himself. See the amount of, this is the righteousness and God yet called him friend and righteous. He had no righteousness, no integrity at all, you know, to save his own skin, right. He tell his beautiful wife, we huh, you know you're beautiful, right, but you must save me first, <laughs> okay? So if they, if you, if they, if you, I tell them you're my wife, I die, okay? But they will let you live. So just do me a favor. <laughs> what a selfish man, right, Abraham? I'm definitely Robert won't do this, right? Uh. <laughs> and Kara, uh, all born again already, okay? But here was this Abraham. Now this also, and, and uh, you know, in this life also, in this uh, story also, you can see how righteousness was given to him just by faith, okay? Not by his character. He was really mean in that sense. You imagine you marry a man supposed to protect you, and the man say, "Do me a favor," <laughs> okay? So he don't care whether you know if the the pharaoh or Egypt king take her to be his wife or you know sleep with her, as long as He's safe. Because of you, they welcome me and let me live. Then when Abraham, and then you see Sarah never say anything. Huh? <laughs> Sarah still didn't say anything. What a woman. Okay. Then when Abraham arrived in Egypt, the Egyptians took one look only. Wow, she must be beautiful, right? And saw that his wife was not only beautiful, stunningly beautiful, very beautiful. So Sarah, how old already? From uh, 65, okay, around there, above 65 already, because at 75, they left Haran, okay, and then Pharaoh's princess raved over her to Pharaoh, she was taken to live with Pharaoh, 
she never say anything at all. <laughs> you boleh tahan or not? You know, <laughs> you can stand or not? All right, your husband already tell you, do me a favor. And this favor is not a simple favor, you know. This favor means that she may have to sleep with the, and become the wife of uh, Pharaoh. Crazy, right? But she still so quiet. She was stunningly beautiful. You can see where her beauty come from. The outside beauty, she had this inner beauty, the meek and quiet spirit. All right, where? Of course, today may not apply. Lah, huh? if, you, if your husband asks you to do that, you can tell him to get lost. Huh? <laughs> All right, okay. But if this is just talking about really, this Sarah is amazing woman. All right, beautiful, amazing. She just submitted to the husband without saying anything. Beautiful is the word Yahweh, all right? And it also means, right, in uh, Hebrew, it also means fair, beautiful, and handsome. So it can also apply to a man. <clears throat> because of her, Abraham got along very well. He accumulated sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, men and women servants and camels. Right? Because of this lie, and Sarah did a favor for him. <laughs> they, because of so Abraham prospered because of the wife. <laughs> Didn't say anything. But God hit Pharaoh's heart. You see, there's a God. See, when you have this quiet and mixed spirit or the hidden man of the heart, okay, this quality, right? Remember earlier we said Sarah trusted God. Why is she quiet? Why is she didn't say anything, whether from shifting, uh, all the manual labor and everything, the inconvenience, and the worst part, the husband who treat her, you know, as, or, that rather like, you know, so selfish, think of himself more than her. Yet, she trusts God. And when she trusts God, God saw her heart. Okay? She was not trusting in the husband. She was trusting in God. Her obedience to the husband is because she trusts God. So what happened? When you trust God, God will work on your behalf. <laughs> okay? So God worked on Sarah's behalf. Sarah didn't talk anything. So this you also can see, right? God is our defender. God is our protector. Sometimes we don't need to defend. We don't need to shout and scream. All right? Or, you know, make a hoo-ha of the situation. Right? God is your vindicator. He said, I put my trust in God. Okay? Whatever the people may say bad about you. That's where another area of the fear that, you know, um, uh, Wendy was sharing about just now, right? The freedom. The freedom that we have is when we know that God will work on our behalf when we trust Him. So, we just have that freedom, right? She had this freedom, no need to scold the husband because she know God will work. She just trusts in God, right? And, God did his part. Oh, God cannot resist anyone who trusts him. <laughs> God will definitely come and work on your behalf. So what did God do? God hit Pharaoh. <laughs> A lot. Lah. Pharaoh had because of Abraham, Sarah's wife. Okay? Because of Sarah, Abraham, uh, Abraham that time was blessed, or he thought he was blessed. And then everybody in the palace got seriously sick. So God worked on behalf of 
Sarah. And Pharaoh called for Abraham. What's this that you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she's your wife? Why did you say she's my sister so that I'll take her as my wife? Here's your wife back. Take her, get out. <laughs> Pharaoh ordered his men to get Abram out of the country. They sent him and his wife and everything he owned on their way. Isn't that wonderful when God works for you, when God defends you, when God is your vindicator? That's why the Bible says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. All right, whether it's one year, two years, ten years, whatever, don't worry. Trust in the God, okay, who will always work on your behalf. All right, who will always protect you. And God didn't punish Abraham because God already called Abraham. All right, and God has something to do with Abraham also, right? To show that the grace of God, all right, is even God, God died. Uh, Abraham believed that God is good. That's all. Even he is bad. So it's not about him. It's not about you, good or bad. The grace is about God is good. And Abraham was uh, uh, given righteousness as a gift because he believed that God is good. So you see the terrible side of Abram. Because this, there was another incident, the same later on, but I'm not going to go in, all right? Where another king also fell in love with uh, Sarah. So Sarah was really beautiful, inside, outside. Then, as it turned out, okay, so not only Sarah, all right, beautiful, and the, the, the Pharaoh, all right, the Egyptian, all raved after her, you know, and will probably last after her, right? <clears throat> so in a man's sight, okay, so what happened? When you are beautiful, inside, outside, you attract favor, isn't it? So Sarah had the favor of, so beauty attracts favor. So why we need to be beautiful? You want the favor of God? Yes, uh, Ruth, on your life, it's beauty. But I tell you, it's both beauty, all right? You can be stunningly beautiful also, inside, and outside. So first, the spirit man first. That's why Sarah was so beautiful first in the spirit, right? She never complained. She trusts God. That's the most beautiful. And then outside, she was super beautiful. You know, a complaining woman is normally not beautiful also outside. <laughs> I remember I had staff, you know, uh, work 30 years ago in uh, Ellen Gladhill, the legal firm. And it was this lady who was always grumbling that the boss gave her a lot of work. Uh, you know, she got a lot of work to do. Always grumbling, always complaining. Uh, never stop the mouth, never stop complaining. And I tell you, it's not to judge or what. She was really not pretty at all. You know, when you see her, you already get headache really. You know, because out of the mouth, you even until the boss don't even, the, my number one boss don't even, want, don't even want to give her work to do. You know, and I think later on, she became more and more Really, not pretty. I don't want to say the word ugly, but it's very horrible when a woman is filled with all this. Uh, the mouth is terrible. It affects the physical. Okay, so there, this is the man part. Okay, so Sarah, beauty inside and outside attracted the favor of God and man. Okay, so this is what we want, right? Favor of God and favor of man. All right, the people that we work with, our bosses our colleagues, our family, okay? Then one of the things that bring favor is beauty, inner beauty and also outside beauty. Well, not ladies, between a pretty girl and a non-pretty, not so pretty girl, okay? Who the boss favor more? <laughs> who the, the guy favor more, all right? Sure, the, the one who is prettier, right? Okay, so, but God 
can make us pretty, all right? Both inside and outside, if we trust him and we develop this spirit man, all right, that is already created beautiful, all right? We are beauty for ashes, God created us. Jesus came to give us beauty for ashes inside and outside. But today we are talking about the spirit man. So about the guy, all right? The guy also can be beautiful or handsome. And which guy, right, was so handsome? Joseph la. <laughs> Okay. So as it turned out, God was with Joseph. See, whenever God is with you, you are beautiful. Inside, outside, you shine, right? God was with Joseph and things went very well with him. And he, was, he, was, he ended up living in the home of his Egyptian master. So you know his story, right? He was sold by his brothers as a slave and then ended up in uh, the Egyptian house to be his slave. His master recognized that God was with him. See, uh, you can be seen one. The presence of God can be seen on you. Why? You become more beautiful. <laughs> okay. And uh, of course, you know, Sarah, what happened also, right? Um, to her. Beautiful. God was with him and saw that he saw that God was working for good in everything he did. That means everything he did prosper. If he plant a plant, the plant will have grow green, all right? Like uh, Joan, Robert, and uh, um, Wendy, right? Your plants all grow so beautiful. Why? God is with you. Anointing is there, right? When God is with you, everything you do will be successful. Everything you do, you do will grow, will increase. You receive favor. So God, Joseph also received similar favor that Sarah received, right? And he says that he, the, the master became very fond of Joseph and made him his personal aid. So you get promoted, okay? When you are beautiful, when the favor of God is on you, promotion, definitely God will give you. He put him in charge of all his personal affairs, turning everything over to him, right? He was in charge. But from that moment on, God, and also God blessed the home of the Egyptian. So because of Sarah, God bless Abraham, God, right? Because of Joseph, all right? God bless the Egyptian master, all because of Joseph. Just now we read all because of Sarah, okay? So all because of Joseph, the anointing is not in the air, it's on a person, <laughs> okay? The anointing is on you. Okay, you must recognize that you have the favor and the anointing, or rather the anointing and the presence of God that brings you favor. So you don't need to ask God, bless me, bless me. You are, you are anointed if you are in Christ, all right? And you have his anointing, his presence, and then favor will follow you, just as Jesus grow in favor with God and man. So the blessing of God spread over everything he owned at home and in the fields. And all Potiphar, the master, had to concern himself was eating three meals a day. <laughs> okay, well, I think God said we all can eat three meals a day. Two times already, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the other day, the, the uh, I don't know which scripture also talked about three meals a day. Okay. <clears throat> Joseph was, just now you saw a uh, description of Sarah. Sarah was stunningly beautiful. Now, Joseph, the man, okay, was strikingly handsome. Wow, I love these uh, adjectives, right? Strikingly handsome man. That means 
you just now one look, they already know Sarah very beautiful physically. Okay, but something else also come out from her physical beauty, right? Because she had this insert beauty. Imagine if they saw Sarah and then Sarah, she start to open her mouth and then the beauty also gone already. <laughs> okay, but she never, right? Then Joseph was another demonstration of uh, beauty. Okay, he was strikingly handsome man. Hmm. As time went on, but brings favor, but also brings danger. <laughs> okay, right? As time went on, his master's wife became infatuated with Joseph and one day said, sleep with me. See? So there is also, we have to be discerning and wise as well. When God gives us beauty or handsome, right? Because it comes from the presence of God. You cannot uh, stop it, right? When you have the beauty of Christ, the inner man, all right, having the presence of God and you are just like Jesus, all right, having his love and everything flowing up from you, right? You will be very attractive, very beautiful if you are a woman and if you are a man, very handsome, strikingly handsome. Because this is to the eyes of the beholder, right? But generally, we, we will know what is beautiful, what is handsome. So what happened? It brings danger also okay because it attracted the wrong people and you see god saved sarah god also saved joseph all right so the the wife tempted wanted him all right the, the the master's wife wanted joseph because he was too handsome handsome man as well as you know everything he does was so attractive okay so today of course we know that in the end uh, what, did, what did Joseph do? How did he come out of the situation? He ran, right? <laughs> he ran. He didn't go inside and rebuke the wife. Uh, get away from me, you devil. Get away from me. He, he just fled. <laughs> Here is the time he don't use that authority. Here is the time, the wisdom of God, they just run away. Okay, That's why today in the ministry and all that, there are guidelines okay? in, uh, in ministry. All right, between men and women, because we are still in this state of uh, vulnerability in the sense that we can still fall, all right, for a handsome man or a beautiful woman. And all of you are definitely in beautiful ashes with the Lord Jesus, right, with hearing his word and his presence, feeling you, the anointing, you know, all over you. You cannot help but become more and more beautiful. You cannot help but become more and more handsome, you know, attractive. All right, so what happened? There are guidelines in the Bible, all right, of to avoid, all right, uh, falling into sin. Okay, then <clears throat> counseling ladies with ladies better, men with men, you know, and these are good guidelines, all right. Even under grace, Joseph Prince is a grace teacher, right? So if you just say, oh, have law, have grace, only do all these things, okay, put all this law. Okay, no, Joseph Prince is a grace teacher. Okay, all the way. And you also follow these guidelines because we are still in this human body. Okay, you not attracted to the man or the man not attracted to uh, you or, or you are a man, you're not attracted to the girl. But you are in the spirit, they are in the flesh. <laughs> okay, not yet in the spirit, same with you. So they cannot see different, see different. So that's why we follow certain guidelines, right? So that we don't, waste our destiny or you know we can fall and make mistakes and God can still turn it around but 
uh, it don't, we don't need to go in circles, right? If we can go straight, better, right? So if you avoid this, it's better, right? But if it happens, there is no condemnation, right? God still have, can restore, all right, and make something beautiful out of it. So we all have made mistakes. I have also made a lot of mistakes, all right? That's the freedom of grace. But the, the guidelines, because you just can't help it. You are so beautiful. So the, the guy who is in the flesh will be attracted to you. The woman who is in the flesh will be attracted to you. So we just avoid it. We just want to do ministry and saving souls. <clears throat> so what was Sarah's weakness? So Sarah had the strong point, right? She had the quiet, meek spirit, the humble spirit, all right, uh, that is submissive and obedient and trust God. All right, trusting God is the main uh, strength that she had. But Sarah also had weakness. So it's not that God bless you because you are strong or you have this and you know, you also, grace is for the weak as well. And Sarah's main weakness, anyone can guess what's her weakness before I share the story? Scholar? <laughs> She laughed and God said she would be right. <laughs> uh, I didn't bring up that one. Okay. But her laughter is okay because, you know, when she laughed, it was different. It's just like, um, yeah, it's just like, you know, uh, Mary and uh, Elizabeth. Uh, uh, Elizabeth's husband is who? Uh, Zechariah, right? One, Zechariah, between Mary and Zechariah, right? The angel appeared to them. But Mary said, be it according to your word. Also ask how, how can this be, you know, that he was going to have a baby. Zechariah, uh, God angel also appeared to him and then he, he also sort of asked the same thing, but he asked in disbelief, you know, that for the wife to become pregnant at an older age. But for Mary, she asked in a natural course of asking. So God knows uh, what we are, how we ask, all right? If it's just, oh, I'm not married. Can I have a child? You know, God look at the heart, right? Though the question may look the same. So her asking was different and God still blessed her to, to uh, Jesus be born in her, right? But for Zechariah, it was a doubting type of, uh, don't believe that it can happen, okay? No matter what, even it's from God. And therefore he had to be, he muted <laughs> God mute him. Okay, the first uh, muting was done in uh, 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 what, what Zechariah's time. Okay, not, see, we're all behind time already. Today we have this uh, Zoom and then we can mute. God, more powerful, he muted Zechariah that time. <laughs> he cannot, he became dumb, right? And then unmute him only when the baby come out <laughs> nine, uh, nine months later. See, we are behind time. They got created all this earlier. Just men just copy on it. Okay. So, Sarah's weakness was, so that one, there's an incident where she laughed, but it was already done, you know? She was just laughing in a sense. So it's okay, you know? God sees your heart. You just laugh because it's so... Wait, I have to give me a second. The rain. Okay, so if you laugh, not because you, you know, that, that mocking laugh, right? But you just... Oh, really, really can. Uh, God can bless me. Uh, you know, I'm so old already, still can get uh, uh, you know, a, 
a wife or a husband, right? And then you just laugh. It's okay. <laughs> you know, God knows your heart. But there was one big, serious weakness of Sarah. She made a big, huge mistake. What's that? Why Sarah, Abram's wife, hadn't yet produced a child. So the promise of God to both uh, to Abraham was that right, he will have a child by, by Sarah, to Sarah. And that time, right, further down, after the promise came, she still haven't, you know, remember the whole thing, uh, until the baby came was about 25 years lapse. Okay, so at 65 years old, Sarah and Abraham, 75, the promise was given that they will have a child, right? They will be a father of many. But nothing happened yet, okay? So she had an Egyptian maid named Hagar. Sarah said to Abraham, God has not yet not seen fit to let me have a child. Or she made her own conclusion <laughs> because she waited, waited, waited. All right. And still no child. Sleep with my mate. Maybe I can get a family from there, from her. And Abram agreed to do what Sarah said. Sarah was, what's the word for it? Not, not uh, patient. Ah, yeah. Sarah was impatient. Okay, see, with patience, we inherit the promises, the Bible says, right? With patience. And patience is what? One of the qualities of the fruits of the Spirit and also one of the qualities of the characteristics of love. Love is, the first word, love is patient. <laughs> love is patient, okay? So, she was not patient. Okay, she can be quiet spirit and everything, right? But when it comes to the promise, right, she became impatient already. She waited probably for a while already, you know, and uh, she decided to do it to help God, <laughs> you know, fulfill that promise faster a bit. So she suggested about the maid, and that's where Ishmael came about. That's where the Arab nation came from, okay? And that was. Uh, we just now saw Abraham, Abram's uh, weakness. Okay, she's kept for himself first, then his wife, and now we saw Sarah, Sarai at that time. Right. So when God gives us a promise, okay, it, that's why I like to journal down, you know. And sometimes I see why because I love seeing you know God fulfilling His promises, and then sometimes it doesn't. It's not very fast. It takes years <laughs> for the fulfillment of a promise. And within those many years, right, you go through quite a lot of things, right, difficult times, okay? But definitely when God gives you a promise, it will happen. So write down the date, okay? And build this spirit man, okay, in the patience, trusting in God. That is really timing, okay? That God, when he sees fit, all right, that promise will come to pass. Because remember Moses? Moses had to wait 40 years for that promise of uh, he becoming a deliverer because God had to deal with things we cannot see. We think we are already ready sometimes, all right? And God said, not yet ready. This vessel, not yet ready. I'm still, you know, making it, okay? But the promise you already gave, you already gave. But you have to wait 25 years for Abraham and Sarah's uh, uh, life 
you have to wait 25 years. So Kara, if God give you a promise, okay, wait, you know, just wait. They that wait upon the Lord, all right, continue to be toying with him, continue to believe, all right, build that patience inside us. It's more, uh, more important to God than just the miracle. Yeah, he can do it straight away, right? I'm sure God can straight away make Sarah pregnant. He's God, right? Why have to wait another 25 years? It's not for God's, you know, because God need to wait, but it's because God need to develop something inside Abraham and Sarah. Remember, they were to be father of many. They are going to counsel and bring down, right? The, the reality of God to their children, children, children. Okay? And there's one quality that men and women of God must have. Patience. Patience to wait on God, all right? To bring that promise. So sometimes it may happen faster, lower. That the time is God's time. Okay? But you that during that time, God will, most of the time, he built what? more and more the dependency on him, right? He will draw us closer to him, okay? And when we no longer look at ourselves, that's where grace and law is. Because when we cannot wait, is we will look at ourselves and we try to do something about it, about God's promise, okay? But God wants us to totally, our eyes look at him. When we uh, cannot already, then he said, okay, <laughs> it's done, now it will happen. So Sarah had this witness also, but yet God still blessed her. So Sarah, Abraham's wife, took her Egyptian maid Hagar and gave her to her husband Abraham as a wife. Abraham had been living 10 years in Canaan when this took place. So it was already 10 years. So she originally waited 10 years already. 10 years, still no baby. It's 10 years, that means she's already 75. Then, his, then we saw what happened, right? Uh, he slept with Hagar and she got pregnant. The maid got pregnant. When Hagar learned she was pregnant, the maid looked down on the mistress. So Sarah went through some difficult time where she was despised, you know, by the maid. The maid that she thought would bring her the blessing, all right, and the favor looked down on her. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised. So sometimes God had to allow us to go through all this, right? To understand the human nature, the human emotions, all right? And she knew what it was to be despised. So I'm sure she became a greater mother later on, all right? To her mates as well, treat the mate properly. So what was Sarah's weakness, all right? The one that was brought out here, her impatience, and God had to teacher you see so this was not uh, put sickness upon her god was building her character all right during these 10 years actually more than that when adam abraham was 99 years old so from 75 the promise was given to him all the way until 99 almost 25 years later okay god showed up again <laughs> see the, the best thing is whenever god shows up when his presence anointing on you and he shows up, what happened? Blessing. So God showed up again and said to him, miracles happen. I am the strong God. 
live entirely before me, live to the hip. I'll make a covenant between us and I'll give you a huge family. So there was first in Genesis 12, the first time that Abraham, uh, God gave the promise. And then later on, so all the things that happened, then after that, Genesis 17, God showed up again. After how many years? 25 years. 25 years. Then God shows up, miracles happen. All right. So God continued speaking to Abraham. And Sarai, your wife, don't call her Sarai any longer. Call her Sarah. Actually, that's grace, right? So I'll bless her, yes. I will give you a son by her. Oh, I'll bless her. See, when God begin to bless, it's amazing. Nations will come from her. Kings of nations will come. But there is a time of waiting there's a time when God deals with our character. There's a time when God deals with us in relation to him. Are we really, already, Sarah had already like, you know, was, uh, she's beautiful, but she also had to learn how to trust God. Every one of us had to learn that. No one escaped that. Where we learn to look to God, where we learn to draw close to him, where we learn, you know, that it's all about him all about his goodness to our lives, okay? And that's where he allows us to go through some challenges or difficulties in life, okay? To bring us to himself. And when, when God says, yes, her eyes are on me now, <laughs> then oh, the miracle happens, all right? Uh, I think this is a beautiful picture of Sarah. Sarah, I don't know if this is exactly how she looked like, but Sarah at 89 years old, there are some pictures, all right, uh, in the uh, in the app that show Sarah very old already, <laughs> you know. But I don't like that. I believe that what the Bible says, Sarah re had a renewal of youth, right? Besides the uh, inside beauty, God gave her the youth, right? That's why we are called sons of Sarah. One of the things that we we uh, inherit from Sarah is the renewal of you at 90 years old. So she's 10 years younger than Abraham. A place, an age where there's no way okay, that you can um, have children or have babies. Sarah, call, uh, God called her princess. All right? In Hebrew, Sarah means uh, princess. Young again. Okay? And also, the word princess has a meaning. You know, at what age? Huh? 89. No one reached the age, right? <laughs> Yet. But good news. If ever the Lord tarries and we reach that age, we will look like Sarah. <laughs> Young and beautiful. Renewal. You, right? This is what it is. Inside the spirit man, okay? Leaning on God, trusting in God, build up in Him, looking to Him, resting in Him, and then we become younger and younger outside as well and more and more beautiful, attractive. So I tell you, it is from God's word, okay? When you see yourself beautiful inside or when your spirit is beautiful inside, right? With a quiet, meek, humble spirit, no complaint, you know, all that. What happened? Your mind is also synchronized with your spirit. You're also thinking of, Beauty, and there's nothing wrong to be beautiful, to want to be beautiful. And when you're thinking of beautiful, you'll take care of your body. 
you start paying attention to your body. There's nothing wrong again with that, all right? But as you take care of your body, all right, then God will give you the wisdom and you will grow beautiful inside and outside. You can, because Sarah, happened to Sarah, can happen to all of us, <clears throat> men and women, okay? Just as long as we are looking towards God and follow his ways, all right? So princess, the word come from, the word prince also is a princess, a noble woman, okay, a queen, a head of a rank. Uh, and it comes from the word prince. Eh? Okay, so the prince means the one who rules. So as a princess, you're not just beautiful, okay? You rule. That's why we, we have the gift of righteousness. We rule and reign in life, all right? You rule over your body. Rule over the tummy, the hunger there. They don't eat so much, <laughs> okay? You become, you have more control, all right? A discipline, okay? over your body, even the mind, okay? But that I'll talk about it later on, right? You, you discipline this body hmm? so that it doesn't go out. God created us all beautiful. And when you are a princess, you rule. So not rule over your husband or rule over your wife, you rule over your body, okay? Rule over your senses, all right? And then... The, the process continue to happen, okay? So, you are a ruler as well. Rule over sin, right? You have dominion, that dominion being restored. Psalms 103, <clears throat> Oh, my soul, bless the Lord from head to toe. I'll bless his holy name. Oh, my soul, bless the Lord. Don't forget a single blessing. You know, there's one thing that we need to get rid of from our mind. Never believe in coincidences. The world tells you, Ah, it's a coincidence. If we have that world thinking inside us, we will never see, even if a miracle happened with, uh, in front of us, we will say it's a coincidence. Okay, In your life, your destiny has been planned. Your name is written in the palm of God's hand. Okay, There is a path of life, right? So who holds that path of life? Who brings you to the journey? It's God. So every part of your life from the day you were born, it conceived in your mother's womb, okay, is all directed and designed by God. So there is no coincidence in your life. There's no coincidence that I met Ching Lan uh, six years ago. There's no coincidence, okay, that we met each other whatever number of years ago or here on uh, uh, in uh, um, Zoom today in Beautiful Ashes. There's no coincidence. So when you know your life is directed by God since even you were before you were born in your mother's womb. You recognize God in everything, every of your life. That's why we can say, uh, uh, Paul says what? In everything, give thanks. Why we can give thanks? When we think, oh, this is bad luck, man. <laughs> so if we think it's bad luck, we are saying that God is no longer, you know, directing my life. He is. The Bible says he is. He's the author and the finisher of your life. Of your faith is the beginning and the end. So all throughout the journey, if you say he's, you know, 
uh, it shows you the path of life. That means every single detail okay, that happens is either directed or allowed by God. All right? If we make a mistake, of course, it's not God causes to make mistake. Uh, okay? So we make the mistake, right? But God still turn around for good. See? So we acknowledge God in every area of our life. Yeah, I've done wrong. I've made a mistake. God, I come back to you. <laughs> okay? Help me. <laughs> or even sometimes we don't even say it, but God knows how to turn it around if we are called by Him. Alright? And everyone is called. So, don't see everything blessing. Open your eyes, you know, each morning, uh, like most of you do, right? And you say, thank you, Lord, that I have another day to live. Don't say, hi, yeah, why I have to live this day? Uh, for a lot of problem, uh, I have to shift house. Uh. <laughs> you know, yeah, I have to do this, uh, I have to do that, uh, right? But say, Lord, thank you. Today I can, you know, uh, still live and share your word to others, I can bring a soul to Jesus, I can sow a seed, I can give, you know, about yesterday, one of the things that I got, <laughs> okay, from the sermon <laughs> that I preached was when I read the scripture about Cornelius, you know, that um, God, the angel, you know, in heaven recorded his generosity, and then suddenly, I, after preaching everything, you did like, then, uh, so God said, you see, Heaven didn't record your message also. <laughs> Only Evelyn record. Okay, it's needed here, okay? Because we need to hear the word of God. So that is a... But heaven record the, the, the giving of Cornelius. <laughs> the arms that she gave, he gave to the poor. You know, the, the, the generosity, the sowing that he did. Oh, so is it my sermon not recorded in heaven? No. When we go to heaven, God is not going to replay my sermon or Joseph Prince's sermon or any man of God's sermon. But they, the record there is the heart, you know, that you have given your tithes, your offerings, your arms, you know, your, your cooking, <laughs> okay, that you cook and give. That's all recorded, okay. The poor, you know, the missions that we did uh, for uh, Pyarak in Cambodia, how that is recorded. You know, I could, that's what, one of the things that I got. Okay, <laughs> When I prepared, I didn't get that that much. Okay? But the best part is when God said, heaven didn't record your sermon. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, we all need to be humble and realize it's not about us. It's, it's a privilege that God used us, you know, to preach his gospel or to teach. All the gifts are gifts. You know, gifts, just now we were talking about the gifts, right? The gifts are gifts. That means they are given to you, not because we deserve it. The gift of wisdom, the gift of miracles, the gift of healing are given to us because God delight in us. So it is not for us. It is for us to give it out. <laughs> right? Every blessing, okay, he give us, give us, right? Is to be given out to others. Okay? That keeps us, the, that is how we build our spirit man today, right? Okay? That humble quiet spirit when we recognize okay there's nothing good in me if God didn't see something good blessings all around us open our eyes and see right we are blessed to have each other here hmm? he forgive our your sins everyone he heals your diseases everyone every single sickness or disease he has no right remember the first uh, gift is the forgiveness of sin 
Don't take that lightly, ever, ever, right? Jesus paid a high price for the forgiveness of sin so that today we can stand in the presence of God as if we never sinned. He redeems your, you from hell. That one probably we will appreciate when we go to heaven now. <laughs> okay. Maybe now we have no idea what hell is like. Okay. But when we go to heaven for eternity, all right? You see, God, you don't even want us to remember what hell is like. We don't even need to pay a visit there. <laughs> okay. It's straight away. This is how good he is. Straight away, take us from earth to heaven. Rapture. All right. So that we will never have to experience the horrors of hell. And that should cause us to, you know, go and preach the gospel. He crowns you with love and mercy. Okay. A paradise crown. Crown is for what? Beauty, right? It's for love and it's about love and mercy. <laughs> we wear this crown of righteousness, not because we are good, but because of his love and his mercy. Otherwise, none of us will have any crown to wear because we all deserve hell, right? Grace is getting the good that you don't deserve. Mercy is not getting the bad or punishment that we deserve. Hmm? And then, from Sarah, Sarah's example life, he wraps us in goodness. Remember yesterday, I talked about goodness. See, God is good. Very, very good. Beauty eternal. All right, inside, outside. He renews our youth. You're always young in his presence. So you want to be young forever, looking young. All right, always be in his presence. <laughs> okay, yeah. Don't stay too long outside in the world. Okay, come into his presence. All right, shake the dust from this world and then go into the closet, into the presence of God and look and behold him. All right, behold, let the veil be gone and look at Jesus, look at him on his word. Let you be a reflector. Remember, we are reflect, we reflect the world. <laughs> you look too much in the world, you reflect the world. Okay, so. Look at Jesus and you will reflect Jesus. Look at his word and you will reflect exactly what his words say. Amen? Okay, so you want to be young, right? This is how, this is the secret of you. Then Abraham bowed down to the ground, but he laughed to himself. Abraham was a laugh, right? In disbelief. And how could I become a father at the age of 100? So Abraham was 100, Sarah was 90, okay? When she gave birth. And how can Sarah have a baby when she's 19? This is the miracle that they received after 25 years when the promise was first given. So by faith, Hebrew says, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant. So the old woman as she was at that time because she believed. Hmm? So all about believing all right, and trusting God. The one who made a promise would do what he said. This is all about faith about Jesus, just believing that what he said he will do, he said or he has done some of the things he has already done. Actually, he has already done everything for us, right? Just believe, just receive, okay? Believe and receive. God say, I, I give you youthfulness. I give you, I made you beautiful. Don't say, oh no, I'm ugly, God. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> then we repeat what God say already. Then how to become beautiful. Okay, when God said, I made you beautiful, you say, yes, amen, thank you, Lord. That's not pride. That is humility, right? When you accept what God say about you, 
It's not you say about yourself, all right? So when God said, I bless you, he said, yes, Lord, thank you. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed woman. I'm a blessed man because I believe in Jesus, all right? The one who made the promise, all right? You write down that promise. It may be 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. But Lord, I believe that you will do what you say. If you promise to give me this, I believe it even though I haven't seen the manifestation yet. We speak it. We believe we speak. So the natural is what? We wait till the manifestation. God said, I, I will bless you with wealth. Then we wait for the million dollars first. No, that may not be God's idea. We speak first. All right? The word of God said, I heal you. Then we wait for the, the fever go first. No, you declare first. That is faith. Okay? You speak. Keep on speaking until it manifests. So believing that God is able to do what he said he will do. First, you have to know what he said. <laughs> so the first part is, if you don't even hear what he said, then believe what? Okay. So getting the promise is very important, right? So that is the one that we hear, either from sermon or the best. It's also, every sermon is to provoke you to go nearer to Jesus. And I've seen all of you go nearer to God. That is beautiful, right? As you go nearer to God, then he drops. Okay, he speak to you. He give you promises, and then you mark your Bible. <laughs> okay, this is the word. It's like your boyfriend talk to you. Okay, he write a letter to you. What? Then he woo quickly read on. Huh? <laughs> right. Okay. So the Bible is like you know God, our beloved Father, Savior, Lover, right? Love letters to us. Okay, and then when the thing jump up, all right. When the word jump up, it's the Holy Spirit. Okay, the Rama word. Quickly write down, thank you, Lord. This date, I receive it and I, I wait for it to happen. All right? So before it happens, speak it out. Okay? Your miracle may not be a baby. You don't need baby. Okay? Most of us, I think, don't need one though. Maybe Ching Lan. <laughs> Ching Lan wants some more. Now. <laughs> okay. So, but she's still young, so not yet miracle. So that one's still normal. If you are 75 years old, you still want baby. Still can. Okay? Because uh, barrenness is a curse of the law. Right, so uh, uh, fruitfulness is a blessing. Okay, still can. So whatever your you desire, all right, you can ask, believe God, and when you receive the promise, just write it down. It will definitely happen. How it happened? You see, she was still so beautiful. Uh, Abraham older already, but the wife still so young. Anyway, ten years younger, right? So at uh, ninety nine years old, no, eighty nine, ninety years old. Have you seen 90 years old? Well, uh, all of us will look like that. That's how it happened because we are daughters or sons of Sarah also. Okay? Besides Abraham, remember that. You're children of Abraham, you're also children of Sarah. So you, different, you receive different blessings from both. For Sarah, the beauty of the hidden man of the heart and the stunningly beautiful. Outside as well. Okay? Uh, numbering into the millions. He was shriveled already, but then the miracle happened. Okay, now a little, a little bit into how this thing going to happen. Okay, so when you build our spirit man, when you hear about this spirit, there is sometimes the blockage where? In the soul area, right? Although we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh, but most of you are getting more and more into the spirit already. <clears throat> okay, as breakthrough and breakthrough begin to happen. So, we are walking in the flesh means in this body, right? With the carnal mind and everything, but we are not fighting the war of the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Okay, so 
for the miracle to happen, God also had to pull down strongholds in, uh, in both Abraham and Sarah's mind, the soul area. That's where we get soul, spirit, soul, and body, right? And it took about 25 years <laughs> for that to happen, okay? The stronghold was there. That they, you remember when they laugh is what? They cannot believe that a, a man at 100 years old and a woman at 90 years old can have a baby. That is the stronghold. See, the thought of the world, the thought of the doctor, the medical science, nothing wrong with doctor, I better put there uh, medical science, all right, where it tells you it is impossible, cancer cannot be cured, or, you know, uh, what else? You know, certain things cannot be cured, incurable, in, these are inherited uh, sicknesses, blah, blah, blah. Those are strongholds in the mind, the wrong belief that has stuck there. And for God to take it out from Abraham and Sarah's minds took 25 years. So don't take 25 years. <laughs> okay. If they recognize a stronghold, right, like, like, I love what Joan said just now, right? Now she can recognize already oh, the, the, the top of the world. Straight away, cut it off. Okay. So replace it. So, Lord, I don't want to, to believe this anymore. Okay. You're more aware now. Okay. Of the, the Holy Spirit is presence is there to show you which is a wrong belief, okay? The stronghold. A stronghold is like a what? Casting down uh, every argument and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So if you have been living in this world for very long and just received the Lord, not too long, right? Or if, if you may have received the Lord, but never grow your spirit man, never grow in the word, then there are many strongholds inside here, okay? And... Sometimes you don't realize it. Okay, it's automatic. <laughs> you speak it out, we do it out, you know, we say it out. So someone who loves you sometimes just correct you and easier for you to wait until you know you realize it, isn't it? So that's where it's good that we can uh, someone is there who loves us enough to correct us. Okay, otherwise the stronghold stay there for another. We don't want another 25 years, right? Because we want the miracles to happen. The miracles is in the supernatural realm. When all these strongholds are removed, then there's no more blockage to the manifestation of the promises of God from the spiritual realm. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, all our thoughts that are strongholds that are from the world have to be brought captive. Jesus came to set us free, but we are captive of the wrong thinking in the soul area, okay, that, that uh, Abraham and Sarah was stuck there also because the miracle cannot happen. According to natural law, they cannot have baby. That was a stronghold, okay? So God will show you, all right, uh, what are the strongholds that we have, okay, in our mind and they have to be those cast down and put into captivity to Christ, all right? That means what Christ think of it. If you're not sure, okay, whether that thought is from God or not, put when that thought comes and you feel a bit uneasy, all right, from the world, then you say, would Christ think this way? Would Jesus say this thing that I just said? <laughs> then you will know already, okay? It, Jesus is from above, right? So we are from above. So he don't talk the earthly manner, all right? He don't, you know, think the way earth people think. 
Okay, the unbelievers or even believers. Okay, so if you put this way, Jesus, let me ask you or let me think. Okay, Holy Spirit, show me. Jesus, will you do this? Will you think this way? And I have. Then you get it very clear. Okay, the fortress. All right, it also means a fortress. Okay, so stronghold means a fortress. So, do these thoughts have come into become like a fortress? Right? Very hard, right? You have to use a bomb. All right, to, to blow up the, the fortress, right? So if your house, you know, just just uh, just wooden door, very easy to break through. But these strongholds are like fortress already, concrete. So you need the strong power. So what power do we have? Dynamis, dynamite, dynamite power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit, right? When you receive the Holy Spirit, okay, there's anointing in the power, right? In the, of the Holy Spirit, it can break strongholds. Okay, so we need the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, this thought is not of you, all right? And it's a fortress. I thank you, the anointing. I break it in the name of Jesus. Let, let your anointing remove and you replace it with the word of God. Okay, so we have the ability to break stronghold by the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? Which is the dynamite power, dynamis which is, I have given you power. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God. Hmm? So we, everyone is going to become more and more beautiful or more and more handsome. There's no one who's going to degenerate. They are going to become better and better. All right? You'll just see, you know, I don't know, stunning beauty and strikingly handsome. As long as we follow okay, God's ways, all right? You'll be all right. And you are her daughters or children when you do what is right without fear. What is this right without fear? It's the righteousness of God. Today we stand in this righteousness as a gift, right? What is righteousness of God? You, I, in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God. In Christ means I have the right standing before God and the devil without fear, without guilt, without condemnation, without inferiority, without shame. This is what we have. So. As the children of Sarah, of God, right? We are today, we are righteous. No more fear, right? She don't need to have fear of making mistakes. Both of them make mistakes. Both husband and wife, <laughs> correct? But God still make them the righteousness by, because they believe and trust God. That's the most beautiful quality of the inner man, of the hidden man of the heart. The word that saves, Romans 10, okay, normally we know Romans 10, 9 and 10 as, you know, the word is near you in your mouth, the word of faith that you speak, right? That when you believe with your heart and speak with your mouth, right, you will be saved. For with your heart, you believe unto, uh, unto righteousness and with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation, okay? But here is the message version. So hopefully to help us understand a little bit easier. The word that saves, all right, we want that miracle, right? We want that, that salvation that is from uh, that happens okay, from God. It's right here. Where don't look, no need to look for it. Jesus don't need to go and die again. As near as the tongue in your mouth, as close as the heart in your chest. Everyone touch your heart. Still there or not? <laughs> okay, you got heart, right? So it's very, it's very near me. No need to go to heaven to get it down, the miracle. All right, no need to go to hell to take it up. All right, it is inside your heart. It's inside your mouth. Okay, the word of faith for you to have that miracle to happen. 
or that blessing or whatever to have in life. It's inside here, very near, okay? Touch your heart and your mouth. It is the word of faith that welcomes God to go to work and set things right for you. Hmm? This is the core of our preaching. Say the welcoming word to God. Jesus, you're my master. That's when we say, Jesus, you're my Lord and Savior. Embracing body and soul. It's going to happen throughout your spirit, soul, and body. God's work of doing in us what he did in raising Jesus from the dead. That's it. You're not doing anything. Right, faith? It's just believing and receiving. We didn't do anything. For by faith, for by grace are you saved through faith. Not of works. We didn't do anything for the miracle to happen. All you did was, if you say, if you want to say you did something, you just believed. You believed that Jesus said, by stripes I'm healed, I believe. That's it. The manifestation. You're simply calling out to God, trusting in Him to do it for you. All the, you know, that's, that's faith. With a mouth, with a heart, I believe that God has the power to, to do that miracle in my life, to do that healing or blessing, provision, all right? And I trust Him. I don't trust myself. I trust Him. That salvation. With your whole being, you embrace God setting things right and then you say it right out loud. God has set everything right between him and me. That means you believe with your heart. You believe when Abraham believed God, even though in his mind he didn't believe yet, all right, there was that stronghold. But in his heart, he believed, okay? And then God caused him to speak it out, right? To look at the stars. Uh, to, that, those were the ways that God uh, helped him to renew his mind. Right, go out and look at the stars and the sand of the seashore. So each time he's visualizing many, many, many stars, many, many, many children. All right. So that uh, and then he's speaking out, speaking out. People are calling him Abraham and all that, calling each other Sarah, princess. So they are calling into being. Okay, what doing exactly what God does? Right, speaking the word is so easy. Me is. It's in your mouth only. <laughs> you don't have to go to Singapore to get it or Singaporean don't have to come to Malaysia to get it. Okay, you It's inside you and in your mouth. Just believe in your heart and speak with your mouth and you will be saved. All right? And you will have salvation. Salvation means the manifestation. All right? You are saved. You are healed. You are blessed. All right? Of the blessing from the spiritual realm into the physical realm. Because just say it out loud. Okay? And God has set everything right between him and me. All right? Believe. You're made righteous. Believe from your heart. Okay? You're made not from the mind. Mind very hard to believe on. Believe, made righteous, and then you have your miracle, your blessing. Okay? This beautiful woman or man, handsome man of God. No one who trusts God like this, heart and soul, will ever regret it. It's exactly the same. No matter what a person religious background may be forget about your past okay the same god is the same god for all of us acting the same incredibly generous way to everyone who calls out for help everyone who calls help god gets help okay just call to him right and he is there believe in him speak out call groan or whatever right just say god right and then god is here so you are that what a beautiful, when you reflect God from your spirit outside, outside people will say, what a beautiful woman you are. Just like children of Sarah. 
what a handsome man. Okay, but this is not just outside, it's inside and outside. You cannot stop it. <laughs> okay, Pastor Piara, all right, you will become a very handsome pastor. <laughs> okay, when your spirit man is full of Jesus, only just be careful. Okay, you have a wife. Okay, so uh, learn the the wisdom of God. All right, in how you handle uh, women in your church. Okay, so that is the wisdom. Okay, that it will guide us, but we cannot help the process of the beauty that God is doing in everyone's life when our the hidden man of the heart is being developed. We inherit beauty that attracts favor, beauty that attracts, that, that give birth to healing, give birth to miracles in our lives. Okay, first thing is don't see yourself as your old person. See, the, see yourself the way God sees you. All right, cast down all those uh, wrong thinking. Amen. And keep on meditating on building and building our uh, spirit man. Amen. So don't be surprised, right? Every one of you turn out to be stunningly beautiful. Inside, outside, both. Okay? And strikingly handsome. But it is for attracting people to Jesus. Because you, your beauty comes from the hidden man of the heart. Right? The character of this hidden man of the heart will reflect the character of Jesus. A meek and quiet spirit. A humble spirit, submissive, obedient to God. Okay, so here he was obedient to the husband, right? To us, we are obedient to our parents. Okay, this time it's not law, right? We we want just to do it, okay, uh, by being submissive and obedient. Okay, and as we learn more, we will have more of the wisdom of God in our lives. Amen. Okay, more. Miracles, blessings. Thank you. All right. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be stunningly beautiful and strikingly handsome? Yes. Mm. Yeah, I remember Joan. She loved the word voluptuous, <laughs> which is one of the words in the world. No, yeah. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Anna, you got a husband to protect you. <laughs> Options is only inviting unnecessary. Huh? <laughs> Options is like sexy, you know. Uh, but take it in a good way, okay? <laughs> in a good way. Okay, not in the world one. The world one make it like dirty. Like sex is not dirty, you know, yeah. to God. God created sex. But the world make it dirty, okay? But God just say, let it be uh, sex between, uh, in on the marriage bed. That's all. Okay, but it's actually God created for us to experience something so wonderful. But the devil and the world turn it around. So there are a lot of words, all right, that are good, right? But because we have to take out all the, the world way of interpretation, all right, then it becomes, you know, terrible. But it is part of the meaning of the word glory, right? Voluptuous. So in God's eyes, it's meant to be beautiful. You know, I believe... Who, who, there are many beautiful. Probably Sarah was very voluptuous as well. <laughs> Correct. Come on, at what age? You know, men, natural men, they, I'm sure they want their, 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 what you call beautiful must be voluptuous, right? Must be sexy looking, right? So Sarah was, you know, in the physical and in the spiritual, in her spirit man, right? So it is. this is part of God's creation. 
It's how we handle it. The, the, the devil corrupted it, right? That's why it's the incorruptible spirit that we have. So we need to remove, right? Slowly remove all those things that are uh, implanted inside our uh, the, 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 the mind. Remove it and let the beauty, right? The meaning of everything is so beautiful as long as we uh, let it operate within the context of how God created it or for what God created it, right? God created beauty, right? For us to enjoy pleasure, to enjoy but within a certain uh, uh, conditions, right? So we, we're going to enjoy the blessings of God, the way God meant it to be. Beauty is his plan. <laughs> I don't believe God wants to create any ugly creature. <laughs> There's no one ugly, okay? So, but we need to just understand God's heart and God's mind when he created us. And then we move into his plan, that journey, and become more and more beautiful. Amen? And the devil can not attack. <laughs> okay? Because the devil wants to take it away. But Jesus always prevailed. Mm -hmm. Alright? When we renew this mind. Amen. I'm waiting you know, to see. Today, already, there's a lot of manifestation of beauty all right, in your spirit already. And, and also in the physical. Yeah? All of you, in the physical already look much younger than uh, your physical age. No one will know. <laughs> Correct or not, Robert Lowe, all you need to do is just dye your hair. <laughs> but it's okay. Abraham looked a bit older. <laughs> okay. So, so, right? so let, let this come forth, reflect the beauty of Jesus in every one of us. Nothing wrong. No, God is not against pink hair. Okay, like we live. <laughs> okay, yeah. As long as it's beautiful, you know, this is glorious to God. It brings glory to Jesus. Come from your heart. She has a beautiful heart, right? Uh, Evelyn, right, to care for people. And so has every one of you. Everyone. No one uh, exempted. Every one of you have beautiful hearts. Amen? In Jesus, and you have already demonstrated that and recorded some more <laughs> in heaven. Okay, praise the Lord.